0: good afternoon everybody welcome to the matt townsend show i'm your host dr matt townsend your relationship coach your guide on the side welcome back after turkey day First day back after the turkeys have taken over. We're back in the studio. Bunch of turkeys. Call it like turkey
1: side? Like genocide? I feel
0: bad for the turkeys. I don't know. Like, what did they do?
1: They're pretty dumb. I don't think they know.
0: (laughs) They were delicious.
1: As
2: someone who has raised turkeys, let me just say. You have raced them or raised them? Both. Same story. Were you a
0: turkey racer?
2: I was I raised them and then I did you raised really them yeah I grew up on a on a ranch and we had turkeys chickens and I hear they horses there's nothing
0: stuff. better than turkey smell in the morning
2: turkeys are so dumb
0: mm. they are oh. so
2: dumb but Least good intelligent to eat let's just be real are they really met. dumb they' are really 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 stupid
0: like what does a what does a dumb turkey do
2: so they run on top of each other oh well, yeah and you have to put bricks in their food in their water so that they don't knock them all over the place <laughs> They're extremely clumsy. Maybe they're blind. They just attack each other all the time. They drown in the rain sometimes. Really? Yes, like really they'll look up and not decide to look down and they'll drown. Well, that's dumb. <laughs> yeah, they're stupid. <laughs> that's mean,
0: really there's dumb. There's
1: some mornings I think of doing that in the shower, but instinct kicks well, in. Well, yeah, once cough. you ki-
0: once you start gagging. But yeah. Yeah. Well, you but you have had they have had to send emergency services twice.
1: Yeah, it's weird when they catch you in the shower it's weird
0: you're like what you guys i'm, like,
1: I'm just like i'm sorry were you guys.
0: looking at the water faucet or the water <laughs> you get in the lost shower in the
1: tiles it happens
0: <laughs> turkeys are dumb well okay there you have it the matt townsend show we have established a fact turkeys dumb but good to eat which which is why you shouldn't feel bad about did you guys have them. turkey
1: yes i had so okay my. where family- did you go I went to Dallas. I went to my parents' place, Really?
0: So I bet you deep fried your turkey. No. Because I hear that's
1: what they do in the South. No. So my family,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: we kind of realized a pattern. Every time we tried to cook a turkey, Thanksgiving was not good. Every time we decided to do something instead of the turkey, everything went pretty well. What
0: did you have instead of turkey, though?
1: So this year, we decided to kind of do half and half. Okay. Um, We went and just got turkey legs. Wow. Really? Because that's the good part. And it's fun. You feel like a savage eating that.
0: So there's somebody. I guess somebody's just cutting off turkey legs. Yeah. I guess because the rest get the the big butter ball, right? Exactly. And then somebody's got to get the legs. Yeah.
1: And so you can just wrap them in foil and dump a whole bunch of flavor on them, and then you can just eat a turkey leg. And it, you only, only cooks. We cooked eight of them or six of them in an hour.
0: Wow. See, that's good.
1: As opposed, to, you know what. Ten pound turkey for six hours that tastes what like about, shoe.
0: What about all the other turkeys that are that are riding around in a wheelchair because they don't have legs?
1: Uh, they end up in my sandwich. So you know,
0: I think that's sad. It's a delicious kind of. Have salad. you been to Disneyland where they do turkey
3: legs? Oh yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. So for me, that's the Renaissance Festival. Oh really? Down in Houston?
3: Yeah, oh.
0: that's when you wear your chain on. Uh, right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we can my... always tell when Bryce is coming. Because his, his clothes like, are clanging. These
1: circular tan lines. That don't make a whole
0: lot of sense <laughs> until. Awkward. This is cool. Christian's joining us. Christian, where's Skyboy.
3: I don't know. They just uh, told me to come in here, and so I'm here.
0: You know what's funny? Every sky kind of just disappears.
3: That's what I've heard.
0: But I'm pretty sure he. there was a turkey injury.
3: Maybe the turkey got him. Maybe he had too I much I think turkey. they did
0: a turkey bowl,
3: and uh,
0: they were using a frozen turkey. <gasps> And he was a pin, and he was bowled over. It was a different kind of turkey.
1: I was bowl. taking the turkey bowl a little too literally. Yeah, and that's what happens. Someone gets hurt. Someone breaks a femur.
0: And it, it, have you ever noticed it's always Sky?
1: It is. It's the pattern.
3: Does he break his femur often?
0: He's he's broken more femurs than you could shake a
3: stick oh, at.
1: He's <laughs> actually kind of weird. He has four <laughs> femurs instead of the usual two. So that's pretty yeah. cool. You
0: know? Yeah. You think that would help him run faster? But no. no. Hmm. I think actually he only has three, and then one's a tail. <laughs> one one, one is actually not. One's just more to keep him upright, standing. It's like the third leg of a stool, just pushing him forward. He's a tripod. It's yeah. um, Christian, you're, we welcome you to the Matt town.: Show. Thank you. Show. Happy to Christian's, be here. Christian's normally on the morning show. Yes, I am. Now, this is going to be different for you, Christian, because on the morning show, they like to think.
3: Yeah, it's really hard.
0: They use complete sentences and proper Most of vocabulary. The time. Not here. We like to keep it light. When loose. it comes to sentences, we don't. It's a lot of work <laughs> to keep a full sentence. Thank you for that. It's a lot of work to keep a full sentence. And so we don't keep any of them. We like partial, incomplete, or run on hey, sentences. If you're
1: not going to do a job right, don't do it at all. Thank you.
0: You're welcome. So Christian's here. Uh, and again, Skyboy will have a report. We'll find out. But I'm pretty sure there was an injury.
1: I like how every time he's gone, we just assume the worst. Mm-hmm. When, like, really, he's just like,
0: you know, probably
1: gone. Just like reading a textbook.
0: Well, you know, he ought a call. If he, if he would call, we wouldn't have to assume the worst. Now we just have to make it up.
1: All he does is text me and say, hey, do you need me in the show? And I'll just say, you know. And today you said no. Today I said, well, Christian's covering us. What's your excuse? I didn't say that, you, though. Well,
0: okay. Well, maybe you, I should. Maybe you should have. Uh, what else do you guys do for Turkey Day? I'm, uh, I'm going to just drop the bomb of the century when I tell my side here, my story. Christian? Oh, sure.
3: For Turkey Day, I just went to Grandma's house, had How, a tasty meal. How's Grandma? Grandma's great.
0: What well, did we have? Turkey, or we had turkey, turkey and legs, ham, or the whole thing?
3: And, the whole thing. Yeah. You had ham. Ham too. Oh, I love ham. Ham's good.
0: I think I'm really hungry right now. Turkey it d- disappoints me because once the meal's over, you're just bloated and gross.
3: Yeah, but it's a happy bloated and gross.
0: No, hold on. Explain that.
3: Well, it's you're bloated and gross, but there's a smile on your face and then you fall asleep.
0: Yeah, that's that's didn't happen (laughs) to me. I wasn't I was just bloated and gross, but we were we weren't at our house. We weren't at a place where I could just go climb in bed.
3: Oh, so you have to have Thanksgiving somewhere where you can. Yeah. And I didn't have like stretchy clothes on. That was a mistake.
0: I I was wearing a belt. Yeah. Actually, yeah, I was wearing belt and shoes. It sounds
3: like this was your fault that you didn't have I was
0: wearing time. big, tall boots up to my knees <laughs> and a pirate hat. So,
1: so what you're saying is really you were wearing a corset.
0: I was and... wearing a corset. <laughs> and by the way, bad day of all days to start wearing Spanx. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> is there? Spanx. Yes. Sp- I was wearing, I just, was the first day I was trying to wear these male Spanx. For those that don't know what Spanx are, Hannah Montana is going to explain.
2: <laughs> Hannah? <laughs>
0: What's a Spank? Uh,
2: they're very tight, mm-hmm. short like, underwear, I think. Like undergarments
0: that they you wear.
2: Try to make you look less pudgy.
0: Yeah, it, it tries to, it moves it just holds your it fat in. into a kind of a more smooth, attractive shape. Attractive shape. Yeah. yeah. They're
2: messed up. Then.
0: Oprah made them famous because she always talked about Spanks, I think. Well, or somebody on really? TV That's like Oprah. That's so weird. But uh, so I started wearing Spanks on Thanksgiving Day. And I stopped point. wearing them on Thanksgiving afternoon.
2: That was probably a good move.
0: I think yeah. we all appreciate that to some degree or another. Yeah, I don't yeah. know where that came from. Um, well, so what else is going on, Christian? Well, you went to Gammy's. She made yep. you some ham and, ham and some and turkey. Twi-ky. What else? What else did you do that day? Did you have a turkey bowl?
3: I was going to, but I've actually been banned by my wife from going to Turkey Bowls.
0: Why? What is the deal with your wife?
3: Well, well she loves me. Okay. Um, and a couple of years ago at a Turkey Bowl, uh, we played tackle because them's the rules.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, nothing better than like a bunch of people that haven't played football for, I don't know, 15 years tackling each other.
3: Yeah, with no pads because Brilliant. it has time for pads. Anyway, Do you guys wear Spanx? Yeah, only Spanx. That's okay. all we wear.
0: Okay, well, I think I see the
3: deal. <laughs>
1: well, you know, you, you want to encourage the rules to, to wrap up, not
0: grab on. That's yeah, true. Right? That's true. Yeah, because so, that's why. I nobody wants to get their fat
3: pinched. No. Nobody technique. wants that.
0: I get so mad when they, they pinch my fat.
3: Anyway, a couple of years ago, I was playing a turkey bowl and cracked my face. Ooh.
2: Did you break your femur?
3: No, I cracked my face
0: though. You you cracked your face like on the ground?
3: No, like against someone else's football cleat. Really? Yeah. So what happened? (laughs) Uh, I tackled him and and I missed one foot and it came back and clocked me right in the eye.
0: What did you lose your eye? Yeah, it's gone. Well, because it looks like you have two. Oh,
3: wow. No, I uh, cracked a big piece of my face.
0: So you have had a face crack, and your wife is like, we shan't have face cracks on turkey day.
3: She won't let me go mountain biking either. She seems really loving. She's very, very smart.
1: Well, did you break your face mountain biking? No, I broke
3: my wrist and my knee, though, and my shoulder. Uh, Maybe you ought to just stay
0: in the studio.
3: That's what I do now. not move. Ever. (laughs)
0: Uh, well, that sounds like a boring day.
3: <laughs> no, it was great.
0: But it was good because you could just eat. Yep. Wow, Christian. You'd be fun to have around all that face cracking. Uh-huh. So uh, she sounds like, what's her name?
3: Her name's Katie.
0: I'm going to write that down. I'm going to make a call for you. <laughs> Katie, let the man have a life uh, minus face cracking. I just wrote it down. Okay, well, that's fun <laughs> and safe. Very safe, Christian. What'd you do? Hannah Montana. You went to your boyfriend's house.
2: I, I did. You
0: spent a week with the potential future in laws.
1: And you have my condolences.
0: What was that like? <laughs> What's it like when you're at see, I I spent the weekend with my in laws mm-hmm. of twenty three years. So we know each other pretty well. What's it like to go to your future in laws who have yet to taint you? <laughs> who still well, think you're
2: cute? It, and it, it was really it was really fun. Um I definitely. It actually made me miss a lot of traditions that my family does. Really. Um, like my family for Thanksgiving, we just all sit down and we write down anything that sounds good, and then for two days we cook it all. So we have soups, really? Um, steak, chicken, shrimp, turkey, That's ham. That's a great
0: tradition. Uh,
2: potato salad, fruit salad. Like we have massive. It's like
0: of the food. sizzler.
2: Well, it's great. It's great. It's and the it's sizzler really, really of holidays. Fun. Which you know, the food we had was really delicious. I enjoyed spending time with his family, his brother. Uh, most of his siblings are married. Yeah, um,
0: do they all look at you like, ah, uh, there's the there's the newbie.
3: You're next.
2: I think I think that I'm. It was fortunate that so many of his siblings are married because then his parents are kind of pretty chill with.
0: Are they relaxed? They're just
2: like, you know what? We already have like five kids that are married. It's not. Yeah, whatever. It's not a big deal. Do what deal. you gotta do. Yeah,
0: just so. marry the man.
2: Well, and it was actually his dad's 60th birthday on Thanksgiving, which, by the way, was also Hanukkah.
0: Wow, so, that I didn't know. I didn't know that. I was kind of away from technology.
2: Yeah, so Thanksgiving was Hanukkah this year, and then it was also 60th birthday, and so. Was,
0: and this, and anything big happened, like any engagements.
2: Um, we engaged in eating uh, cinnamon, or no, sorry, what was it? App- caramel apple cheesecake. It was oh, so good.
0: that sounds good. Medium rare?
2: It was actually rare,
0: raw. Because we almost. were talking about that earlier. Um, did any of the sister in laws come up to you and say, Look, Hannah, run? Yeah. Run. These people are crazy. made me say that. Yeah, just fun. <laughs> what was her name, just for Renetta. fun? Renetta. Renetta. <laughs> <laughs> Busted. Did you engage in small talk? I did. Let's hear your favorite small talk line from the week. The week with the in-laws,
2: um, potential in-laws. I'm not a super, super good at music theory, but I'm learning a lot of it now for my major. And his mom is like a music theory whiz. She really, she knows it all. So she was like talking to me about music theory stuff, and it was just. Going over your totally head. over, and I was like, "Yeah." Uh-huh. Did
0: you like? I yeah. like music.
2: <laughs> yeah. well, it was like it, it, if it's a dominant chord and the seventh of the chord is that, you know, what scale degree and this, that, and the other. And some of it I understood, but yeah, I yeah, I
0: missed all that for the
2: most part. I was just kind of like, "What?"
0: Well, at least you had cheesecake. I like the notes with the tails on them. <laughs> Ooh, I like those t- or the flags. Mm, I'll give me a flag flags. note any day.
2: This is a lot of small talk, Matt.
0: See, just, we're chit-chatting. Like See, we're trying to master out. the art of chit-chat. I my favorite line was, "How are you?" How are how are things? How's your job? How's work? My work is so great. What do you do? That's what they always say. All right. What do you do again? Um, and
1: Matt, you're just like I uh, hate answering this question. I so people-
0: have a radio show. And they're like, you do?
3: <laughs> wow, you're famous. Yeah.
2: That's, That's is the I part mean. where you need to make up stuff. So I, do. Like, well, I do. I do. I, I make it up every
3: jack. year. Nobody I'm a knows. lion tamer.
1: <laughs> That's what, whenever I go on vacation and stuff, whenever the person on the flight sitting next to me decides to make small talk, I will make up a fantasy of what my life is. Really? I Just will tell them. You'll lie. You oh, yeah. I will, I, and it escalates. It just, like, oh, yeah. You're a spy. I do this, and then I'm like, okay, the they're buying it, and I do this. Oh, I'm still buying it. And, and I'm I do a secret this, agent. right?
0: See, that's obnoxious. But
1: I've never been called out yet. I don't well, know they, if they all just me. walk away like, that guy's crazy. Or they're like, I met the most interesting person.
0: <laughs> you will not believe, he's a spy that trains goats. <laughs> he's a goat training spy. Uh, see, that's small talk. See, now, did you hear what they're going to do on the airlines? They're going to open it up and allow everyone to just make cell phone calls.
1: Um, just experienced that
0: wonderful. You likey? I loved it. Well, it sounds horrible. No, you're it was trapped great. next to somebody for five oh, hours. But, while they're but, making w- a phone call. But way up there, you can't make a call. No, they're gonna. No, they're gonna start saying oh, gonna you, make can it, make so phone you can make. You can just call
1: on mm-hmm. the plane. I don't know.
0: Now that I can keep my headphones on the whole time, uh, it may not matter. Non-factor. You know what the key to that is? If you don't want someone to talk to you, take your shoes and socks off. Rub your feet. Or as my the dad you rub your feet, they walk away. My they dad leave experienced, you experienced. No one talks to you uh,
1: if you're on a plane. You don't want people to talk to you. Clip your toenails on the plane. It's a great idea. Do that. No, please. Actually, I always
0: loosen my belt, and I just like, ugh, I feel so sick.
2: Or and have then a nobody baby. Talks with you. Or have I mean, a baby. We. I was walking, so I went on. I think three or four planes for the the whole trip to Kansas and we're walking by and we were kind of later in the boarding and stuff. And there was like this perfect seating and I was like, oh, there's only one girl there. Me and James will sit there and we're walking and I'm like sitting towards the front of the plane. woo! And then she has a baby. I'm like, keep walking. Ignore.
0: Even if you don't have a baby, act like you
1: have a baby. Fake it. In my mind, that whole thing went a bit different because when you said have a baby,
0: yeah, I thought you I meant thought, give birth to a baby. Because yeah, if someone's I thought giving birth, thing. you're not, like, I'm not, you, you know should, what? I'm going to move seats.
3: You should give them some space if they're giving birth. I don't know. It's really rude. Ask them how their day's going.
0: Hey, speaking of giving birth, guess what I did for Thanksgiving?
3: If you say had a child, I'm going to look at you. With no, a, just felt like it. Sort of no, uh,
0: my family has, not my family, my wife's family has a tradition of going on a really long walk on Thanksgiving. Uh, uh, why? So I, I don't know. I think it goes back to the Baton Death March. <laughs> <laughs> but um, they're, they're very. Not to
1: make light of a tragedy. They're very sentimental,
0: but... but it felt like that. We I walked 10 miles. What? Tell me about it.
3: The pilgrims didn't even walk that far. Do you know how
0: long a marathon is? 26 miles. Yeah, tell me about it.
2: Before or after you ate? Before. That's so messed up. But I- Oh, this is wrong. It was
0: very wrong. But they're all like, hey, we're getting up early. We're going on our walk. And I'm like, sweet, great. Let's just do the walk. See Thank you later. Three-mile three walk. How hard could a three-mile walk? It ended up being five miles up, and we got to the top. It was beautiful. It was in- Snow Canyon in St. George, Utah. If you've ever been there, it's a I have, beautiful gorgeous. orange and white rock. Beetle. I got
3: kicked out of that park once. No, still you. they
0: still talk about you. your face? No. Said, I, uh, you don't know that guy that broke his hey, face. you
3: face-breaking? Get we, out. You we were no climbing the back. rocks, and you're not supposed to do that, apparently. Yeah,
0: no, yeah. You're like Science that guy that broke the rocks.
3: See? No, no, didn't break them.
0: <sighs> Christian, bad. I uh, walked five <laughs> miles up. To the top of the canyon.
1: Who threw up? Did anyone throw up? No one threw ah. up. But I
0: was, uh, I was suffering contractions. <laughs> <laughs> they were about three minutes apart.
2: Were the Spanx on at this point?
0: Uh, the Spanx came off about that point. I took them off because that was hurting.
2: The whole thing was just terrible. But you know what? The, the
0: climactic moment was when we got to the top of the canyon and we all touched the building. There's just a tiny little shed up
3: there. You're not supposed to touch the shed. We just
0: touched the shed, which meant we made it. And then they all turn around. They're like, okay, let's go back. And I'm like, you're kidding me. We walked up to touch the shed. Happy Thanksgiving. And we walked back. Luckily, I had plantar fasciitis. So my right foot, I was dragging like Quasimodo. Normally that's not a good thing, but I'm glad it worked out for you. I was thinking, you know, about mile eight that I would just gnaw my foot off. But I didn't have, you know, no one was willing to gnaw my foot off for me. And
1: I was. Or better yet, no one was willing to carry your gnawed off foot.
0: (laughs) I'm going to gnaw it off, but I need someone to bring it back. (laughs) Because I, you know, it was bad. It was good. Uh, Don't get me wrong. It was very united. We had a lot of time to talk. (sighs) We survived. No one died. Lots of small talk.
4: That's too bad. Lots of small talk.
0: Which is the topic of the the show today. Today we're going to be talking small talk. Is it just noise? You know, or is there an appropriate, healthy reason why we small talk? The benefits, the goods, the bads, the uglies about small talk. Plus, we're going to get some real life experience from a true pro about uh, how to meet and talk to anyone, anywhere, anytime. This is the Matt Townsend Show. We'll be right back after this break on BYU Radio. Welcome back, friends, to the Matt Townsend Show. Today, we're talking small talk. How you doing? How are those kids? Where'd you get your sweater, Christian? You know, what, you know what, fun fact? I actually don't really care about anyone else's kids. Is that bad to say? You know what's funny? When I ask, them, like, my wife really does care. And she knows the kids' names. And she knows all of her friends. She has a, My wife has more friends than anyone you'll know. She knows everyone. On Earth, and their children's names, and when I sit there, I'm like, "Hey, how are your kids?" Buddy? I don't even. I know they've got kids generally.
3: General, kids. You,
0: you can see the wrinkles, so yeah. you assume yeah. ah,
1: either that or children. they are haggard, right? Something's been stressing. them <laughs> They
0: out. look horrible. You better have kids. No, we don't have any kids. It's like, oh boy, Ooh, you've been in the Play sun a lot, haven't you? <laughs> um, so help me uh, understand small talk, because apparently. It's not. See, to me, I just thought it was this inconvenient, uncomfortable thing that we do. But you're saying, Bryce Lamar Tobin, it serves a purpose.
1: I really think it does. So Merritt and I were talking earlier today because Merritt did most of the work to prepare the show. And of now course. I'm presenting it. Well, so Merritt, you, you get the credit and Merritt you know, does the work. Yeah, exactly. Um, I like it. Um, <laughs> it's a good combination. But she said there's this idea that cows moo and people small talk, which I, I assume to be
0: right. Mm, it really, it's like, cows moo. Cows
1: moo. It's just something they do. Small but, talk. It's just something people do.
0: But like, it, it seems like we're trying to build a rapport. Is that what cows are doing when they're mooing?
1: Um, well, uh, cows being the dumb animals that they are, I don't know. I think I think really when they moo, they're just uh, trying to bother me.
0: Maybe but, it's, maybe they're not even thinking about you. Maybe they're just doing what comes naturally. Ah, so maybe that's and, what
1: we're doing. And that's what I thought. But apparently, Americans are just weird. Yeah, Americans are just weird. We small talk. That's just a thing that we do.
0: Yeah, I think it's to get rid of that awkward silence. Maybe. But where should you not small talk?
1: Uh, well, I'm my personal opinion. Uh, you should not small talk ever anywhere. Funerals. Um, the bathroom. Oh, hey,
0: yeah.
3: If someone talks to me in the bathroom. They're yeah, getting cr- dirty looks. That's creepy.
0: Well, yeah, but they can't see the you. There. And I like, guess, yeah. But if they're in a stall and you're in a stall, even at
3: the sink, I don't want to talk to you. When we get outside the door, you yeah. can speak. I don't. It's care a very private
0: they're...
1: place.
3: You just, I just don't. Well,
0: it's a place of business, okay?
3: Yeah, just get, get in there and in, take care of things. Get done. out.
0: What like? And what if you like? How about that weather?
3: How about you be quiet? See, you know and what, here's the thing. Just leave me
1: alone right now. So, so, so uh, I got this this little this post from a Brit, okay? Brit post yeah. talking about Americans and how they small talk. One thing uh, that she proposes is that Americans are great at small talk because we have so many different weathers. That can occur in all of the places where we live. So we use that. Whereas our our cousins across the pond, it's cloudy. Yeah, you would. It's degrees of cloudy and rainy. How about that weather? How about those clouds that have been around for the past six months? Six months. And everyone's like, that's not interesting. I hate you right
0: now and I don't want to talk to you. See, but I think that's sad. Small talk is that it's just something we all do. It builds a trust between us. It's, it closes that gap of awkwardness. It does. And I think Americans were pros at it. Because yeah. we do it all well, the time. Well, some people, that's all they get to. Right? I mean, I know people that are married that that's all they've got is small talk.
1: How long? How, what's, the, what's the best we only know <sighs> each other? Kind oh, of. Boy, well, how many years? Oh, 20. 30. 20? Oh, good. That, I. Yep, I'm going to go yeah. get married now. But they used to
0: know each other. <laughs> See, then it gets risky. Then when it's risky, you start going to small talk so no one needs to die.
1: <laughs> and that's one of those things. Americans, apparently, were very, very good at we can start, and then yeah. we can just disappear. Once we aren't interested, once they aren't interested, we can disappear. Everyone else in the world, it's either social faux pas to sort of like start yeah. sharing, to right. just like start talking to someone who isn't talking to you, or start sharing information with someone who isn't talking or who doesn't really care about the information. But then the problem is, according to this this post, which they put it very hilariously, they don't really understand how to yeah. stop. No. <laughs> so, yeah. it's, so small they're talk, saying too much. and And then it's, you know, we've beaten this horse to death. Hey, Can do you want to see my stop?
0: scar? Look at the scar. I had this huge cyst removed and then all of a sudden you've gone from small talk to just like whoa, like oh, don't bring up your cyst or your scar. We've gone to a very strange place. You've crossed the plate. You've crossed the line. See, that's how you know when you get that grossed out look on some their face. They're like, once they're like, ugh. But you're right. It serves a purpose. Yeah, it's it bonding. Gets, it gets us in there. Yeah, that's what I'm going to say. It does. Well, I think it's got to be weird. Again, I'm married and have been for two decades plus.
1: But how many decades does it feel like, Matt?
0: Half a decade. That's the right answer. That was for you, Marty. Um, and half a decade, but here's the deal. It's to me, going like out on a date, there's got to be a lot of chit-chat, small talk. I think that's the worst. Do you have brothers worst. and sisters? are like, I don't care
1: about your brothers and sisters. That's what I just want to say. You should what, say that. Like, what's your, what's your favorite, favorite color? Yeah, but you can't I want say this that. to
0: end now. What's your favorite color? Like, what's, sh- what's your most yeah. embarrassing <laughs> moment? You put your finger on their Quiet.
1: lip. Like, Shh. Only talk about things. But, but then the flip side is, what do I say, like, um, you know, find someone, start talking to him, Like, how do you feel about uh, the death of Paul Walker? How do you feel about yeah. um,
0: tornado safety? And, yeah. and, and like, see, yeah, you just broke it's all the rules. Too much. Yeah, that's too much. You went too deep, too fast. We got to warm them up a little. Small talk. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to be talking to Marvin Brown, author of the book How to Meet and Talk to Anyone, Anywhere, Anytime: Simple Strategies for Great Conversations. This is the Matt Townsend Show. We'll be right back after the break. Right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Welcome back, friends. Today, we're talking about small talk. You consider yourself a very uh, effective small talker, you know, where you can sneak in all the great lines, all the wonderful opportunities like, hey, how you doing? What about this? What about that? How are your kids? You know, some are very good. Funerals, you shouldn't be small talking. You with me, Christian? I'm with you. You shan't small talk at a funeral, except the problem is you only have a few minutes with the grieving widow you don't want to make that minute small talk
3: definitely not
0: like oh you look great
3: i'm just so happy that you're here
0: so i think small talk
3: how's your husband
0: <laughs> very good that's that was that a voice you were doing
3: that's my voice
0: that is your voice no that is Maybe. your voice are you you're giving the voice of the of the person waiting in line to say something to the grieving widow.
3: If you're small talking at a funeral, that is yeah. your voice. How
0: about this one? Oh, he looks
3: great. He just looks so happy, so peaceful. He looks
0: so pe- no, he's dead.
3: No, he's the not. dude is he's dead. dead. And That's I'm, what dead looks no like. There's no peace here. See, we I just don't
0: know what to say. Desk. So I think it's because we don't know what to say that it freaks us out. I so think we you're say right. anything. Hey, Victoria's joined us. Hey. Uh, good to have you, Victoria.
5: It's good to be AKA here, aka Vicky. Yeah. By the way, Vicky That's gave
0: lame. a really great line earlier to one of the other board ops. Uh. We're not going to name names um, because this one is married, but she's like, "Hey, can I just get your phone number?"
5: Okay. Yeah, I'm picking up board ops now.
0: That was interesting.
5: Yeah. Because we're talking.
0: Weird. We're talking about dating, small talk a little bit.
5: I just thought, you know, I, I like barely dating, know you, so
0: he hardly knows oh, you, and you're already trying names. to pick him yeah. up. Well. Um. Oh well. Did it work?
5: It did. I'm. I'm good at small talking, so it should be fun, you know?
0: Have you ever said, Where did you get that blouse? Have you ever used that line? No. Would you find that weird if a guy said, Victoria, where did you get that blouse? I
5: gotta pick one up. Yeah, like, have you ever seen the movie She's the Man?
0: Probably not.
5: Oh, has anyone in here seen it?
0: <laughs> I, I have.
5: Okay, you know the part when she's dressed like a guy, but then she's like, "Oh my gosh, I love your shoes," and it's like, "Oh, that is like, not a good yeah. line."
0: Nope. See, it's it's Abandoned small ship. talk. Yeah.
5: <laughs> it's bad.
0: We that's we're gonna we're gonna master it today, folks. So if you're out there and you're wondering, some of us at the holidays just hated the small talk, and you just chit chat everyone. Your aunt, everyone's there.
5: <sighs> no, the worst. So I just got back from thanksgiving break where'd at you go home in california california and it's the worst when you're on a plane and people try and talk to you that's and what it's bryce like, just I'm, blew up i'm never gonna see you again oh i missed it but
0: you know what we learned but it's have true. a baby
5: have a baby have
0: a baby right there
3: nobody wants to talk to you if you're holding hannah a baby. montana we'll gave make that, that distinction for you don't, holding a baby don't give baby. birth she actually just used the phrase want. have
0: a baby
5: <laughs> can i borrow your baby
0: yeah just take a baby that's on something the fly, you
3: shouldn't say on a plane either
5: Hey, you don't know me and I don't know
3: you.
0: No, you know I what you do? baby? You wear one of those masks. You wear a surgical mask. No one will talk to you. Oh,
5: they think you're like sickly.
0: Yeah. And you know that Can Breathe I...
1: really heavy. It's called the old SARS scare. <laughs> no one wants to talk to you if they no
3: think you got the SARS. No one
1: talks
0: the guy with SARS. <laughs>
3: and if so they don't rude. believe you, all you have to do when they ask you where you're coming from, just say China.
0: <laughs>
3: China.
5: That's
0: just scary. say the greater Asia block.
3: Yeah. Bird flu central. That's See? where I'm from.
0: Tell me you're not getting good answers on the Matt Townsend show. (laughs) There's a lot of things you could do. We're helping you through it. Today we're talking small talk. We've got a wonderful guest who's on the phone. He is the author. His name is Marvin Brown. He is the author of How to Meet and Talk to Anyone, Anywhere, Anytime. I guess we could call him the king of the small talk but really he's been using it in sales forever right he was the national sales manager at dreyfus corporation he's the owner of contact strategies llc in new york city Founder and first president of the New York City chapter of the Financial Planning Association. He teaches workshops around the country, and he's written an awesome book, How to Meet and Talk to Anyone, Anywhere, Anytime. You can find out more about Marvin Brown at his website, HowToMeetAndTalkToAnyone.com. Marvin, welcome to the Matt Townsend Show.
4: Well, it is a pleasure to be here.
0: It is so good to have you. Now, would you consider yourself the king of small talk?
4: Well, there are a lot of kings. I wouldn't (laughs) say I I am the king, but let's say I certainly feel like I may be one of them.
0: Why does it bug people? I mean, small talk is this universal reality of social activity, interaction, right? It's universal. Absolutely. So why are so many people frustrated by it?
4: Matt, if I could take like a minute to answer that question, because it's really the answer is the basis for a lot of problems that people have— in, in when they meet people who they don't know for the first time and then they're nervous about having a continuing conversation, which right. is what we refer to as small talk, yep. right? And what happens basically, and I think it, it would just pay not to give a quick answer on this, uh, because the answer is really the basis of why people are nervous even just trying to meet someone they don't know for the first time, a stranger, even before they get to the small talk.
0: Yeah, you're saying the nerves are, are kind of, That That's probably the bigger problem than even the talk.
4: Yes, yes. Okay. And that's the first step, and then they're worried about the second step. Yeah. But basically what it is, and I always think about it in this way, what goes around comes around. Nobody, for example, taught our parents how to go over to someone who they don't know and begin a conversation. Hmm. And they never spend time teaching their kids, let's say, which is us, our parents, yeah. on how to make small talk. Well, if our parents didn't learn, how are they going to teach us? Right. And then what goes around comes around and it keeps on going.
0: And we keep suffering because nobody knows how to start the... Because they're, they're really... Ha- I mean, like think of like an airplane. The takeoff's a pretty big deal. Right,
4: you know that's a great analogy. It really is a big deal, and you have to know how to do it in order to do it. You just can't. You could see it all your life, planes taking off, but if you don't know how, to, no one teaches you. you don't yeah. know how to do it.
0: Well, because th- there's that awkward moment, right, where you're supposed to know somebody, or your friend left their other friend with you, and they leave the room, and now it's just you and the other friend. Yes, and it's. Uh... So, hi, how's, what's your name? I mean, okay, so help us. What's the difference then between just small talk and maybe, you know, just not chit-chatting somebody up? Like, not caring, just trying to get through this. Is there a difference?
4: Actually, there is absolutely no difference and it's just something that we have in our head about the word small talk. Yeah. And literally, if people were to understand that they – the small talk is what they do every single day of their life with their friends and, it, and their relatives and people at work. And it doesn't have to be any different with people who you're meeting for the first time at all. Right. You just go with the flow. You pick up. Uh, it, it could be a sporting event. Did you Did you see the Super Bowl? It could be the Academy Awards on TV. It could be almost anything.
0: It's just really you're saying small talk is talk. It's not. It's not small. It's just. It's just conversation.
4: It's everyday talk, and it's just the word that scares people. But really, we're. If you, every single person who's listening to us and they have friends and relatives, they do it every single day and they shouldn't kind of clam up because it's someone they don't know. And one of the great things to really understand and re, for people to understand so they can relax uh, and open up when they do meet someone at a party, and just the way you described it, it yeah. happens often. Where uh, you find yourself just standing next to someone, Uh, and and if people were to understand that about ninety-five percent of the population in this country are fall into that category, where they're afraid of going over either to meet someone they don't know and begin the conversation, or then having one, and if you relax. And just treat that person as if you've known them. They're another human being. Sure. Right?
0: Yeah, they're not an alien. They're not from another planet. Right. And they're not the president. I mean, I can get...
4: And and actually what happens is you're doing that person one of the biggest favors that they had all week or all year, because you're relaxing and talking to them, and then they're going to find they're talking back to you, Yeah. and the conversation is going on. And you're right. It... By the way, also, you know, it's interesting when you say aliens, we of course all think of ourselves as human beings. And you know, yet scientifically on Earth, we're a species.
6: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we
4: and we are referred to as social animals, <laughs> believe it or not.
0: Yeah, so, so we should social. know this. We shouldn't be as afraid, is kinda of, is what I hear you saying. There's something about there's this inherent fear, I guess, of meeting a new stranger. It seems like it even gets worse. If you got, if you had the opportunity to go and meet the Pope, the fear of small-talking the Pope would be horrendous. But the reality is, you don't need to small-talk the Pope.
4: No, you know what's interesting, by the way, and that's a fabulous uh, thing that you brought up, because... Very few of us will ever get an opportunity in our lifetime, let's say, to meet a pope or the pope.
0: Yeah, or a president, yeah.
4: But on the other hand, we will come across authority figures in our life, often, people who somehow socially seem to be above us. And the interesting thing is that the person who is above you is more responsible for that interaction than you are. Right, right and and it's up to them if you meet the president he let him lead he's more interested <laughs> in making a first impression on you right than you are necessarily making an impression on him yeah and and even if you're stand, waiting in line to meet a famous movie star or the pope when you pass by they're working very hard to be presentable yeah and you don't even have to worry what to say let them lead the way
0: That's the deal. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. We make a big deal out of it, don't we? Uh,
4: Yes. And by the way, see, here again, if I could take a minute uh, and explain it, and I think if if I have the minute, people will understand.
6: You bet.
4: It will help them, even in the future, to be less nervous. Look, we as human beings spend hundreds of hours literally teaching children how to speak. You could see it practically when a baby is born and the mother hasn't even left, uh, you know, the bed yet, the hospital. And the next day, she's looking down at the baby and saying, oh, sweetheart, you are so beautiful. Yeah. And I'm your mother. Say mommy. And, of course, most of us don't realize that all the kid is hearing is blah, <laughs> blah, because they don't understand the language. Right. And we teach them manners. After a while, they ask for a spoon or an extra cookie at the dinner table, and we say, here, but from now on, when you ask me for something or anybody else and they give it to you, say thank you. Hmm. See, But then finally, and rightfully so, by the way, Matt, unfortunately, when a kid gets old enough... To leave the house for the first time, to go to a friend's house maybe just two blocks away in their neighborhood, or to the school bus, a mother will say, and again, unfortunately, rightfully so, and sweetheart, it's your first time out alone. And if you're walking, and a stranger comes up to you and starts talking, (laughs) you keep walking, honey.
0: Scream and run away. (laughs)
4: <laughs> right, and we get rushed. Right. We
0: we create this fear in them, don't we?
4: It's called stranger danger mentality. Yeah, and we grow up with it. And yet, as adults, there's no reason to uh, to fear meeting a stranger. No, at a, at a cocktail party, an engagement party, a wedding.
0: Do you do you think it has? Is it different for an introvert versus an extrovert? It seems like somebody that's kind of shy or introverted might even have a higher, bigger fear of small talk than the extrovert that doesn't care. Whatever. We're just going to say what I'm thinking.
4: Yeah. By the way, uh, it's the extroverts uh, do bump into more people. They do it at a much earlier age. Um, but it really doesn't matter that much for people who are tagging themselves introverted. Mm-hmm. Because really, the difference between introvert and extrovert has to do more with inner energy. Introverts like to spend a lot of time alone, right? projects and hobbies. It doesn't necessarily that they are shy. See, again, what happens is people don't know what to do. They don't know what to say. And they tag themselves as saying, Oh, I'm introverted. I'm shy. Yeah,
0: I'm not but good at Matt, this.
4: Matt, the minute they learn how, when someone would ever teach them how to begin a conversation and what school Talk is all about, it's amazing how fast those feelings of shyness and introversion fade away. Not fade away. They pop away.
0: Right. Well, it's, it's just talk. That's you right. can handle it. It's just talk.
4: It's just talk and with another human being who's just as interested in making a great first impression on you as you are making an impression on them. And that's why we call a conversation a two-way street. Mm
6: -hmm.
4: If traffic flows both ways, you and you and by the way, when you meet someone, don't put the burden all on yourself. Right. It's fifty fifty. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. You're with another human being. They have at least a fifty percent obligation to make a conversation just as you.
0: I love that. That's a great rule. It's and not just the up way, to you. We're, Sometimes let's...
4: when people are standing with three or four other people. Right. People are saying, Oh, I gotta say something here. No. Your obligation if you're with three other people and you're four it drops to 25%.
0: Yeah. You don't have to carry the load. Right. Just sit back. Okay, Marvin, I want to take a break, but when we come back, I need your help. I want you to start teaching us some of the rules, some of the tools, so that we don't feel as stressed about it. Conversation starters, for example. I'd love to get into that. How do you start a conversation with another person so you, you, you at least know you're going to walk in and have something to say? We're talking with Marvin Brown How to Meet and Talk to Anyone, Anywhere, Anytime. That's his book. We'll be right back. This is the Matt Townsend Show right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. Today, we're talking about small talk. Do you ever just get nervous? I mean, after the holidays, it's a perfect example. You've met a bunch of people. I mean, I have, you go to a party, and all of a sudden, 15 more people were invited, and oh, you get that pit in your stomach. Like, I'm going to have to talk to 15 people. I'm going to have to small talk 15 people. Well, our guest today, his name is Marvin Brown. He's the author of the book, How to Meet and Talk to Anyone, Anywhere, Anytime. You don't need to get worried, he's telling us, about these conversations. This is just simple conversation. It's a two-way street. If you have three or four people in the conversation, you don't need to carry it. Don't get stressed about it, and uh, he's been teaching us a little bit about that, but when we, what I wanted to do now is have him teach us about conversation starters. Now, if you want more information from Marvin Brown, go to his website, howtomeetandtalktoanyone.com. It's a long URL, but it's easy to remember, howtomeetandtalktoanyone.com, and you can uh, get information about his book um, that we're talking about today. How to meet and talk to anyone anywhere anytime, Marvin, welcome back to the show
4: Thank you yes good. S-
0: so give us some give us some starters some conversation starters what what would you say is you know the key you know in your book it says there are three ways to start a conversation w- What are those? What are we supposed to do?
4: Well, the one thing I would like to mention to our audience because unfortunately and I'm sorry i'm negative but I'm trying to help people <laughs> is that there are, there are a lot of uh, uh, articles you'll read from time to time where you should think of things that you want to talk about before you go to a party, and so you could bring up certain topics. Yeah. And, you know, I could sit down, and you and I could sit down, and a lot of people could sit down, and we could figure out, let's say, 25 uh, different places where people meet people at parties. Yeah. Uh, religious services, networking events, on planes, vacations, you know, museums all over. And we can give we can write down five brilliant <laughs> opening lines. Right. Well, who's going to sit and try to memorize 125 or 50 different lines to use where they where they go?
0: Yeah, exactly.
4: If you have a formula, then you can create 10,000 opening lines and but, never worry about
0: But them. in the moment, right? I mean, if I have a line that I've been working up for two weeks and uh, then all of a sudden I show up to this funeral or what have you, the party, and I try to throw a line in that's two weeks old, it may not come off as real. But you're saying if I have a formula, I can make it up as I go.
4: As you go. And the words that you use are the brilliant words that I would offer everyone to remember. In the moment. Yeah. Live in the moment. And another way to think about it, it's a situational opener. It's the environment that you're in. And if you think about what's going on in the moment that you're in with people or the, the environment, that creates all of the opening lines. I love that. And let's say, like you had used an example, uh, or let's say you go to an engagement party. Well, you know everybody on your side of the family and some of the friends of everybody. And there are, let's say, 30 or 40 people on the other side of the family, people you never met before. Right. And you happen to find yourself in horror (laughs) standing next to someone (laughs) at the hors d'oeuvre table who you don't know. Right. And you say, oh, what do I say? Well, there are two environments that you're in and it's a situational opener. One of the great things of always being at the hors d'oeuvre table is is that you can always talk what you're all looking at, because I know when I go, there's always some dish that looks fascinating. Right. Things are floating around, but I never know what's in it. Yeah. (laughs) And so I will always say to the person next to me, I say, gee, that's such a great-looking dish, but I don't know what's in it. Do you know? And almost everybody I ever meet will say, gee, I don't either. Yeah. But the 6 opener is just to say, oh, by the way, I'm Matt's uncle. Uh, that's how I got here. Oh, how interesting. You?
0: Yeah. Kind of well, your the, the obvious question forward, of who are you. But,
4: yeah, I'm so-and-so's next-door neighbor. That's and great. Bang, is, that a, is that a difficult way to start a No, that is so easy. Yeah, right. It's the environment that you're in. The book says there are ten magic words. Use the environment you're in and find an environmental prop, if you and I, let's say, uh, and I go and I'm taking my kids to a zoo, and let's say uh, we're visiting San Diego or the Bronx Zoo or some place where they have zoos, and then there's a couple, uh, a younger couple, and for some reason they're there, and we're all in front of the Bengal tiger exhibit, <laughs> and you're in between because you decided to go by yourself. Yeah. Hey, I don't care if you're talking to young kids or an older person with kids or or, or two grandparents, and you just turn and you say, oh, aren't those animals beautiful? Because yeah. they usually are Bengal tigers. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's going to talk to you,
0: and they're all in. So I guess you don't want to—you don't want to say a controversial statement, like "Man, I'd love to wear that coat." <laughs> you you no, want to keep I, it. You, you want to just because the reality is they all relate to that, and it breaks that ice. And then you, then you just kind of wait for the next cue. Uh,
4: yes. By the way, I—I'm so happy you brought that up. As you could tell, of course, from my accent, I live—I'm live in New York. You do. And I live in Manhattan.
0: Right.
4: Now, the city of New York with the five boroughs, we have about, you know, Manhattan alone has over a million people. But we all live in apartment buildings and office buildings. And so many times during the summer months, it could be 85 degrees out, 90 degrees, and I'll get into an elevator, and it'll happen a few times a day where I'll get into an elevator, and there's one person standing next to me. And I always laugh to myself because I'm going to break the ice by talking about how hot the weather is. Yeah. And I'll say, boy, it sure is hot today. And every single person I've ever met turns to me, becomes relaxed because I broke the ice and I took them out of their shell and we start talking. And so yeah, and you're in. in the
0: ice. I love that. And and it, it a lot of us I guess would think, Oh, that's just I mean, so shallow I'm talking about the weather. But the reality is it doesn't have to end there, does it? That's just the icebreaker.
4: That's the icebreaker and everybody in this country knows the icebreaker. And most you see, most of the time it will seem shallow. And, and, uh, but you, you know, you don't want to start with some intellectual (laughs) statement that scares people. Right. Uh, People sometimes, let's say, go to, uh, to the Caribbean, you know, on a vacation and around the pools, those chaise lounges are so close together. You could practically can't even get in between them and people will be there. You'll be sitting on the chaise lounge and then (laughs) some couple comes next to you. I've seen people sit there for two hours and never talk to anybody, each other, And all you gotta say is, "Boy, this place is really beautiful. I love it, and it's my first time here. How about you?"
0: Love that. That's just that's a statement. You're just making a statement about the environment you're in.
4: Right, and it gets people talking. Love it. And again, relieved that you broke the ice. Right. Talking the hot weather in the Caribbean. That's
0: right. It's so awkward if you don't. We're talking with Marvin Brown, author of How to Meet and Talk to Anyone Anywhere, Anytime. We're going to take a break with Marvin Brown. We're coming back. When we get back, we're going. he's going to keep giving us some tools. We're going to talk about some more of the common problems. And, uh, you know, how to just keep it going, how to prevent some of those dead ends in our conversations. This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to us right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Kids, welcome to the Matt Townsend show. I'm your host Dr. Matt Townsend, your guide on the side, giving you some tools today to help you with what we call small talk. You ever run into that moment where you're, oh, you're at a wedding reception and you just don't know what to say and you're tired of meeting all these people that you don't really want to meet? You don't need to fret. It's just conversation. No one's going to die with small talk. It's interesting though how opinionated we all are about Our small talk, there's just certain things you don't say, certain places you don't say it, funerals, um, doctor's offices, you don't say certain things in an elevator. We think, we think we have all of these rules. The reality is, guess what? Maybe we're just freaking ourselves out with some things that aren't, with some rules that don't even exist. So we've brought in an expert. Marvin Brown is joining us. He's the author, How to Meet and Talk to Anyone, Anywhere, Anytime, Apparently, You can talk to anyone, anywhere, anytime. Simple strategies for great conversations. uh, Marvin Brown was a national sales manager at the Dreyfus Corporation. He's the owner of Contact Strategies LLC in New York City, founder and first president of the New York City chapter of the Financial Planning Association. He teaches workshops around the country and is the author of the book, How to Meet and Talk to Anyone. Again, you can find more information out about the, his book at the website, HowToMeetAndTalkToAnyone.com. Marvin, welcome back to the show, my friend.
4: It's a pleasure. Oh, by the way, Matt, during the break, a thought popped into my head when we were talking about how to start conversations yeah. with people we don't know, and I was wondering if I could share it with your audience. Let's hear
0: it, yep. You, what did you think?
4: Well, it popped into my head that, you know we have had, of course, this didn't exist just a few years ago, dating sites on the internet,
6: yeah, oh yeah,
4: Com and all of that, well, you know it's I tell you I, I when I read this figure, I took a deep breath, I gasped because a couple of years ago they didn't even exist. <laughs> I know you know that it's a billion dollar industry today,
0: oh boy,
4: a billion dollars
0: that by the way, is a lot of small
4: talk. <laughs> But on the Internet, where people uh, can still be, be anonymous and they don't have to be facing someone, it's fascinating that in that way they can do it. But, you know, what it is on Earth is because now there are a lot of sites even for the baby boomers. It started out for younger people. Now we have uh, uh, Internet matching sites for people actually over, you know, practically 60 and above.
6: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And oh, yeah.
4: Earth. Millions and millions of people who really do want to meet someone for a relationship, but they're petrified to do it in person.
0: I have so many clients that they don't know what to do, they don't know what to say.
4: I will give them a hint. Okay. When we had before, and I said, you know, just a formula, use the environment around you, yep. find an environmental prop, a situational opener and uh, just mention something about what's going on uh, in the environment around you. And when you do, of course, it's a bonding technique because then you bond with the person next to you. If, yeah. if it's really bitter out co- outside and cold, and, and you're waiting for a bus or a train or you're outside and you say, gee, it's cold. And the people say, yeah, you're right. Never, and you begin to talk. Well, let me just say this to the men and women. I'm going to start with the women. Most women will never, ever go up to a man and try to meet them, especially if she's interested in him from that point of view. And women in our country don't want to do anything that's promiscuous. Right. Yet, on the other hand, the Sir Walter Raleigh and the knight in shining armor exists in practically every man still in this country. And I don't care if the woman, the female, is 10 years younger than you and is just beginning a conversation. If she's 10 years older than you, and in other words, where it's obviously, you know, not a dating kind of a situation. But if a woman were to be at a party or in a nightclub or anywhere and say, gee, it's a club, boy, the place is really crowded tonight, or the music's great. Or this party is wonderful. They could say the corniest line it in the world. It doesn't matter, does it? And every single man is going to stop in his tracks, right? Yeah. And be there for Walter Raleigh. And he will stop no matter where he is in an airport. This woman says, boy, we're waiting a long time. He's going to talk. About it. Interesting. Will, immediately.
0: Again, breaks that ice.
4: Breaks that ice. And the interesting thing, that is, I want to share with the ladies... That in our country today, I think 99% of the time, unless you know there's something wrong with the man, uh, when, when, when a couple goes somewhere and they drive, yeah. I'm a, I've, I practically never see a woman driving. It's always the man. And yet, when a woman was to, were to do this, when, in maybe seeing a man, a gentleman somewhere that she'd like to meet, and she begins this conversation, guess what? She's in the driving She's driving, yeah. Because she could say, well, you know, I'm not that interested. And say, gee, it was nice talking to you. I'm glad we had a chance to meet and disappear, and it's over.
0: It's just, that's what's interesting, isn't it? Because it's just a conversation, and you can't progress a relationship without a conversation. So, and and everyone you talk to, you don't have to be interested in. Some of this is just... It's
4: the moment. It's passing the time of day with a human being.
0: Yeah. But you should know your neighbors in your apartment building you you probably should want to try to meet your neighbors right i mean if not you're going to be in a world of hurt when there's when the power's out and there's real problems going on
4: uh, yes it and and it's amazing how many times in apartment buildings people could live in the building for 10 years and never say anything to other neighbors and yet when you approach them They are so relieved to have a a neighbor that they know, Yeah, and and it is very good. And by the way, just to make it quick, I just want to say to the gentleman that the reverse of what I said was also true. If you're at a place and, and men are attracted to women visually, we can't help ourselves. We come hardwired on this earth. Men are actually attracted to women visually. Matt, somehow they must intuitively know, because I think we know that women do spend a little bit more time preparing to enter <laughs> the world than men in the way they look, and so few men go over to women that any man who sees a lady that he wants to meet and also just breaks the ice, yeah, see, if the chemistry is there, boy... She's gonna now have her fifty percent of the obligation.
0: Yeah, now it's game oh. on. It's really um, when when you talk about it, it seems like a we're afraid of stuff we don't need to be afraid of. One of the easiest segues, it sounds like, to breaking the ice is a simple question or a statement about what's present in their environment. Um, there, there is the creepy factor, right? The kind of that, that is there, like um, what, what you say. You gotta be careful, right? I mean, especially like in the dating world, because you could you could trigger a person's fear, they're already a little afraid to maybe be at the dance or be at the you know the the party, and they might be a little nervous anyway, and then you come up and say something like, "Hey, you single?" <laughs> I mean, it's kind of creepy. Um, but so so how do you make sure you don't uh, push your luck? you know, how do you make sure you don't? go too far or is that some of that just you just have to be learning as you're going
4: well let's break that down into two different segments we thought we i started and you you're following up in the single world Mm -hmm. uh the reality is again ladies if a man comes over to you and we can't help it we are you could speak to neuroscientists men actually come hardwired mentally the brain to be attracted to females. Yeah. And women, by the way, guys, just so you know, they take a few more seconds. Women are attracted to men emotionally. And even though they never tell us, most women still would like to meet the man of their dreams and be swept off their feet by a man.
0: See, that's why the abs don't matter. Uh, Right. It doesn't matter that you're doing sit-ups. Come on, work on your emotional skills.
4: That's what it is. And if you go over to a lady that you see and you break the ice with one of the corniest lines in the world, (laughs) the fact that you're actually doing this shows the lady, the woman, that you are a man, that you have confidence. And confidence is more important to a woman than those abs. That's great. Because that's what men are about, not being macho. See, what you would say, and I agree with you, don't be macho. You don't have to be. Just be, be real. Human, be a man. Yeah. Be civil. Yeah. And again, we all know somewhere when we entered, even public school, certainly high school, where we all experienced that magical moment that we couldn't even explain to ourselves. And if many times when you'll see inv- women to men and men to women, where somehow you have an attraction, it's amazing how how life works on this earth. Within that person may be attracted to you.
6: Hmm.
4: And 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 then they're just as eager as you to keep it moving along and and maybe more so because they don't want to let you go. Right. And no matter what side you're on.
0: Yeah. Does do you, that make sense? Totally. Totally. Do you do you believe in all of this um, rapport building? There you know, back in the seventies, eighties, I think it was, there was a lot of books out on rapport building. So it was kind of like you know, if they're leaning in, you lean in. If they're have their if they have an open stance, you have an open stance. And kind of the mirroring and rep, and and parroting what people say. I mean, do, do you think you can get too techniquey that you're you're so into the technique, you're not into the actual just relating. You're not you're too worried about what you're going to say that you you don't connect.
4: Yeah, I I totally 100% agree with you in terms of the mirroring of of the imaging and and concentrating on that. And I would really recommend two things: go with the flow, relax, be who you are. Because if things going to move along, then you know why be somebody you're yeah, not? Yeah, right.
0: If if yeah, if if it ends up working, you're going to have to be someone you're not.
4: Yeah, why be someone you're not for the rest of your life? And. The one thing that I would say, and it's not mirroring, but I have an expression and I try to do this, uh, and, and by the way, when I say I try to do it, I don't even think about it anymore. Once people do this for about five or six times, they'll just do it automatically. And my suggestion in, is, in terms of all that you know, re- mirroring rapport, no, don't copy, but I think of it as having a heart-to-heart conversation with a person, and physically. In other words, what I try and do is just make sure that my heart is facing their heart. Hmm. And it could be, you could stand two feet away, three feet away, right. but if you, that means you're just squaring off. Yeah. And when you're squaring off with a person and you're kind of shoulder-to-shoulder shoulder facing each other, you have your own world that you're in. Yeah. By the way, it could be two men talking business. It could sure. be, have nothing to do with being amorous.
0: But so you probably, probably trust people that'll thing. square up to you, Right.
4: You just face them and you're there in the presence. You're not looking around the room. You're making casual eye contact. And it's just you and that one other or two other people. Yeah. And they feel it. They feel that they're in an environment with another person and it feels great.
0: I like that. It's also, you can tell when they're done because they're kind of turning away from you. Once they're turned away and are, are moving away, you can you can get... In fact, let's talk about that. How how do you gracefully end a conversation? I, uh-huh. I can't tell you how many times I felt trapped <laughs> with somebody and didn't know how to just say, oh, well, whip, whip. okay, gotta be, yep, okay, well. How do you get out? How do you gracefully end it? By the
4: way, you, you're doing your audience such a great service because the three biggest fears that I could tell you that people have and... You know, if I'm supposed to be an expert in, in, you know, face-to-face communication skills, it's beginning that conversation, and we covered it, you know, very intensely. Mm -hmm. Continuing the conversation with that small talk, which again, people do this every day of their life with every all their friends, just to be as natural with people you meet for the first time. You can talk about movies that you saw and famous TV shows. And headlines that are appearing yeah. in the paper, or storms that are going on, but in terms of ending, I again, we do this every single day with people we know. You might be, meet me, and and, you say, and I'm talking to you, and and Matt, you might say, hey, Marvin, hey, I, I got to run. I'm going to be late for work. Mm. I don't think twice about. No, you just throw it out there, right? I say, hey, Matt. Uh, gee, it was great, we should, you know, I'm I haven't seen you in a month, but look, i got to catch a, a train or, or anything. Yeah. And, pe- and you're fine. So the whole idea, a lot of people will even say, when, you know, in workshops that I do where they say, oh, I don't like to meet people at parties because I, I don't even how to get out of the conversation. <laughs> and just be a human being. And at some particular point, your voice trails off. You, like you said, you kind of twist your body and say, hey. It was really nice meeting you. I'm glad we had a chance to have this talk. And there's somebody across the room I promised I'd say hello to, and I got to go see him. That's good. And you know something? That person, <laughs> they, you would—they wouldn't remember this two days from now if you put a gun to their right. head.
0: Well, and the person that doesn't get that, they've got their own little social idiosyncrasies. So it's not like you're offending them. Right? I mean if Don't they're not prison. getting that you're giving them the 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 ultimate 10 signs to leave to that it's time to go, then yeah. you're not going to offend them. Just walk yeah. away. Even if they yeah. follow you. I've had people when I do a speech like they'll follow me to the car. Literally, I'll be getting in my car, I'll be <laughs> driving away and they'll be still walking and talking.
6: Yeah.
4: You're but, not it, offending. You just you just yeah. it's time to go and just be polite. Yeah. And by the way, uh, one of the one, certainly man to man, you just put your hand out, yeah, and say, "Hey, shake their it was hand. Nice meeting you. They see your hand; they know it's the end of the conversation. If they're if they're a human being, they're going to offer you their hand, and they know how to end the conversation right. too.
0: Well, Marvin, we got to go. Well, okay. See, I just did it right there. <laughs> Darn, you, you did such a great job. You took us right to the end. Um, here's the book, How to Meet and Talk to Anyone, Anywhere, Anytime. Simple Strategies for Great Conversations. I guess they can get that at Barnes & Noble. They can get that at Amazon.com or just go to your website.
4: Yeah, and the easy, no, the, if they want the book... Uh, I have a website, but I don't offer the book on the site. It's okay. Amazon.com or Barnes and Noble.
0: There you go. So appreciate it, Marvin. Great insights and uh, now we now we know what to do for the rest of the holiday season. Appreciate it.
4: it's been more than a pleasure. Thank Marvin, you.
0: Marvin, you're wonderful. It. Go check out his book, How to Meet and Talk to Anyone, Anywhere, Anytime. Check it out on Amazon.com, Barnes and Noble. Dot com as well this is the Matt Townsend show we're going to take a break we'll be back we're continuing our conversation about small talk right here on BYU Radio. Welcome back, kids, to the Matt Townsend Show. Today, we are talking about small talk in your life, in your relationships. Our own Hannah Montana, who just spent a week with her soon to be fiance, we'll call her boyfriend, soon to be fiance, <laughs> James, and James's family.
2: We'll just call him boyfriend. Uh,
0: in a giant peach is where they live. Um, but Hannah.
2: We actually will... live in a pineapple under the sea. Really? Yeah.
0: SpongeBob. <laughs> I think James and the Giant Peach was funnier.
2: No, it wasn't.
0: Um, So you have a little comment here because small talk's one thing, but it sounds like also some people are afraid of the – we also sometimes go to small talk instead of dealing with the big gnarly talk.
2: Yeah, well, difficult conversations. Like
0: in a dating relationship.
2: Well, for sure. I mean, it's in any relationship. Um, there was actually a TED Talks. So I'm trying to remember who talked about it. But she, she compared these difficult conversations to being in a closet. Um, that a lot of times we're, the reason we don't have the conversation is the fear of the consequences. Oh yeah. When people are dating, um, they're in this very lovey-dovey yeah. state.
0: Yearning, chemically um, charged.
2: Yeah. Well, and it's totally just this chemical high where they're.
0: Are you and James still there? Are you guys no, still there? No, no. Oh, what? No. You've already burnt through the chemistry? Oh,
2: yeah. I mean, we've been dating for does, like a year and a half. Does James so. know this? Yes. We've, we've actually had specific conversations. Have you guys
0: gotten it, so. to the gnarly talks yet? Yeah, totally. Give us an example. Just throw one well, out. Well, I'm not going to talk
2: about my relationship. That's, I'm sorry. I'm very <sighs> private. We're not going to talk about it. But I will what talk about- What fun that? <laughs> okay, what
0: are you going to talk about?
2: Um, I will talk about the- um, that the the reason you can have like happy or successful relationships, no matter who it's with, is by having difficult conversations. You
0: got to get through the tough stuff. It's not all butterflies, unicorns. And hummingbirds.
2: Yeah, well and I think that that in some cultures, um, where I mean, particularly in a lot of Mormon culture, there there's a problem with people getting married while they're on this this chemically charged high yeah. of love and yeah. everything and they don't talk about it because they're afraid that if they talk about it the relationship there's a possibility it. it could be over. Yeah, right. Um, you know, and It's big things and small things, but if you talk about it before you're married or if you talk about it in situations where you still have options um, to stay in the relationship, leave the relationship, it makes it so much easier to deal with. If you get married and there's all these problems that suddenly exist, you're thinking all you can think is wow, I just discovered something really heavy right. and have I made the biggest mistake of my life.
0: So you got to get that out cuz that'll just come back and haunt you later.
2: Yeah, well, and it, it it's true of every relationship, not just romantic ones. But we're
0: afraid. That see, that's where I make my money right there. Yeah. When I'm coaching people, it's helping them get through those conversations because they're so afraid. And then what they do is they turn into one or two things because they start getting reactive. They turn into fighters that are aggressive and kind of mean in the conversation. Mm-hmm. Or some turn into flighters and they just want to run away.
2: Well, yeah, and then there's like the pusher kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, pursuer, in
0: the... withdrawer. Yeah, shouldn't ever push physically. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah.
2: But, but it's, you're right. It's, it's, it's totally huge. like strange to see that. We we do it ourselves, those those topics that just yeah. create so much anxiety. And it's just our brains telling us, like— It's not us, real. Like,
0: no one's going to die. There's not a rattlesnake yeah. in this conversation. Well, and
2: our and our brains don't know how to distinguish from, right. you know, oh, I'm being chased by a woolly mammoth to, oh, I'm just—I'm telling Shh. a loved one I have— Because, like, there's, it's more than just hard conversations. It could be telling someone you have cancer. Yeah. It could be uh, telling someone you just cheated on them. Right. Um, It's telling someone something about your past.
0: Yeah. You don't like their food.
2: Yeah. You don't like their food or you don't like vegetables.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Um, How So when you and James, let's get back to you two.
2: Oh, geez.
0: When you and James have these conversations, how do you do it so as not to tip over the apple cart?
2: I have no idea what that means. I just made that
0: up. Uh, How do you guys have these difficult conversations where no one needs to be afraid? How do you make it safe?
2: Um when I was 18, I decided that after having relationships and friendships that I hadn't talked about those hard things, I made a list. I think I made like a five-page single page space list of all really? the things I wanted to know. All the things I wanted to know about my significant other. Wow. Um
0: So you just start asking your list.
2: No, the first time I met James, we talked for like 5 hours and I did I I've never been good at small talk. Did
0: James have a list? Nope. But you did.
2: Yeah, he he borrows. That's great. Well, and it's, well, it, it, why
0: need two lists when you have yeah. one?
2: Well, and it's it's fun to see. Like, I mean, the first time I met met him, I think one of the questions I asked is, "What's important to you and what makes you feel appreciated?" Mm-hmm. Like, it's you don't me, and you can totally have small talk and no favorite colors and all of that stuff, right. but. The, the thing that I've just observed that has led to a lot of relationships that have been destructive is when you're so afraid and you're so crippled totally. of having those hard conversations. But
0: we're afraid to have the chit-chat and we're afraid to have the difficult conversation. We're just a bunch of fearful wussies. Pretty much. I said it. There I said it. Well, we're um, just a bunch of fraidy cats. That's what we used to say when I was a kid. You're a fraidy cat.
2: <laughs> well, and what she said in the TED Talks was that you're sitting in your closet and you're clenching a grenade. And you're sitting there and you're waiting and you're waiting and you're trying as hard as you can to avoid this conversation. Yeah. And that if you don't have those conversations, it will kill you. It will destroy your relationships. It will destroy you emotionally. See, the and fear,
0: the problem is we're afraid of. So we have like data. Let's say you have data in your head of something you don't like that you heard them say or they did and you don't like it. So a lot of times we come right out of the chute with an attack like you're rude. There's my attack. You're rude. When instead I could just give the data. I noticed that you said you're not sure you ever want kids. Yeah. Kids are horrible time wasters, whatever he said. Well, then you just give them the data. Then you just say don't don't even comment on just then ask a question. Tell me what you feel about that. What are your real feelings about that?
2: Well, and it's so important to empathize. I mean that is just such a huge key is so often, I mean, I I know I've felt it, that you feel totally justified. Yeah. You feel like how you feel oh, yeah, they're is a jerk. 100% like, correct, they are wrong, and that, that you have to be understood. But if you don't approach it from saying, hey, you know what? You have your reasons. You're not crazy. I know you're not crazy. So please help me to understand what's going on. And that's how you can make like difficult that. conversations safe is by saying, I'm not leaving you. You're not leaving me. This is a secure attachment. Yeah. And we can talk about we this. You don't need to
0: call names.
2: Yep. And then if it is getting heated, just say, you know what? Let's talk about this another time. When can you talk about it?
0: I, right then, I usually like to kiss. Yeah. Because right that then. calms them
2: down. <laughs> ah. Put it on the move. I don't know if that's true. But You're just, so smooth, man. Just
0: bust out a move. <laughs> that actually is a really bad idea. If you've just ticked them off, don't be busting out moves. Yeah. Yeah, my wife taught me that. That's bad. That's well, that's good <laughs> advice man hannah um tell james t- he needs to listen to this show because james always comes to me about your fights and then yeah. he's like what should i say and then he always lo- just wants to write it in a note and have me give you the note
2: that, yeah I know. Like, that's i'm sorry so i'm trying to teach him yeah. like like we're he's a great guy. difficult conversations yeah. but he
0: still dates like a three no like no writing
2: is this thing yeah
0: and then he always puts a little check. Do you love me? Yes or no? Yeah. You have to check the box and then I have to.
2: Yeah. It's just ridiculous. I'm not the go
0: between Hannah. That's just all I'm saying.
2: Okay. But appreciate I'll, it. That I'll was try great. to talk to him.
0: Great insight. See, so now we've learned about small talk and serious talk. And now we're going to bring in a guest. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, our own Mark Waite's going to come in. And I don't know what Mark's going to talk about. We like to not know. I like to not know till he gets here because it keeps the surprise alive. This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to us right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. to the matt townsend show we are joined we have the wonderful blessing of be, we're sitting here with the great mark weight from garage door door through the garage through door. the garage door a sister show on byu well, broadcasting we're
7: kind of the brother show well it's garage me, door is, is i the, thought we were the, the, the brother
0: masculine. yeah we're brothers Okay. On the show, don't world.
7: be calling garage door sister. At this time but, of gratitude, this season of Thanksgiving, <laughs> it's not you and Don. I'm, do I'm grateful for you,
0: Matt. Are you really?
7: That's what I'm grateful for. Okay, see, that's chit-chat. I thought of you You're while I was eating. Me. While I was eating turkey, I thought of you. <laughs>
0: While I was ripping the innards out of a turkey, I was thinking of you. Did you have a good turkey day?
7: Uh, (laughs) We went to Dee's Family Restaurant.
0: That was the worst Thanksgiving of my (laughs) life was we went to, yeah, Denny's. No D's. You went to I D's. didn't know
7: we didn't go to Denny's. Hold on, is there a D's? Oh, there's D's still is some a family, D's family restaurant. Family restaurants. They're they're yeah. disappearing quickly I, off I the landscape.
0: W- well, because of the
7: I haven't been one to, to one for decades, but we wanted to go to Salt Lake, and you know, there's always a line around the block at at uh, Chuck A Ram. Yeah, at all I'm the not, expensive I'm, restaurants. I'm not standing in line. I'm not standing in line. And we were, so we were thinking, you know, I need to be with my people. So we were thinking <laughs> about going to like the soup kitchen. Yeah. Then we thought, no, there's got to be some place more it- depressing.
0: Then, yeah. More real. Was that D's?
7: And we went to D's.
0: Can I just give you and some advice no about waiting. that?
7: We just waltzed right well, in and let me sat just right you. down.
0: There usually is a benefit to lines because it actually says people like the food. So I would go where there's a line.
7: See, that's the difference between you and me. I'm, I know that a line really just means that people are sheep and they see a line and they think, oh, that must be good. I better go stand in that line, whether it's
0: well, Black you, Friday sales. Right. That's true
7: or yeah. or uh, yeah
0: did you do a lot of black ways. friday sales
7: oh i won't go near it
0: i can just see you chit-chatting some that. lady in the line small talking her
7: that's the problem okay so you're talking about small talk yeah. chit-chat yeah i am the poster child for fear morbid mortal fear of having to make small talk <laughs> with strangers really
0: yeah like i mean you oh, feel parties. viscerally ill
7: you take me You you take a perfectly normal gathering of people, which under normal circumstances would be completely comfortable. Right. You put the P word on it. It's party. It's a party now. Then you get nervous. Well, everybody does. And I won't deal with it. So I run screaming for the door as soon as they call it a party. I avoid assiduously anything called a party because people get weird. Okay, we've got the BYU Broadcasting Party
0: this Thursday. You'll be there. I have to be there because there's free food, Matt. Okay, but well, okay. and it's,
7: if it's free, I have to go. Hold on, but, what time is the party? Uh, it's six, which is right when I get off the air. So I mean, it's like I can't. Well, you couldn't going leave, home.
0: right? You can't leave the building because they'll be. I walk out.
7: downstairs, I get my turkey loaf, <laughs> and I split. Yeah, you know, because it's such a bizarre phenomenon. Because now it's a party. Okay, so just hours earlier, I see a cohort in the hall mm-hmm. and have a totally comfortable exchange. Relax, no big deal. Okay, as soon as it's a party, yeah. and everybody's like, <laughs> yeah. they've got their big toothy foyer grin <laughs> and sweat on their upper lip, and then we all have to make this conversation you, because uh, you we, don't, it, it was it was normal an hour ago, but suddenly it's a weird, <laughs> awkward situation.
0: But I kind of like that. I like that. This is my <laughs> wife, <laughs> my Marty. This is Mark. Mark, Marty, Marty, Mark. See, my wife is Marla. Marty, Marla, Marla. Mark, Mar- Mar- Matt, and Marla. Marla. Yeah, see. Matt. Then we would just sit there and like, oh, a bunch of this MAs. turkey loaf is good.
7: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what I do, I try to get there a little bit early and I make a beeline for an empty table.
0: Oh, look at you, little control freak. Hopefully a table table
7: that's right next to the food.
0: Yeah, Yes, you're in and out.
7: Okay, so number one, I'm sitting at a table, and other people have to make that uncomfortable decision like, I don't really want to sit next to Mark. (laughs) Oh, good, there's another spot. That guy will not stop talking. I don't want to have to be the one that goes in and plays that politics of what is my social strata? Can I sit at the boss's table? Of course I can't sit at the boss's table. Do I want to sit at the intern's table? Of course I'm not going to sit at the intern's table. I'm in that that weird middle ground. See, so
0: you set the middle ground. You're like the belly button. (laughs) It's just the but first I'm like thing a to fine
7: come. I'm like a fine German belly, but I'm an Audi. <laughs>
0: You're an Audi, but then everyone else has to decide what they are in relation to you.
7: Well, let them let the pressure be on them because I don't want to play that game. Let the cards fall where they may. See, I sit at an empty table, and they can decide if they want to put up with me. That's interesting for an hour. But the other the other good thing about sitting next to the food is that you can jump right up. My mom always taught me to wait. I'm not a good gentleman. Jump you right up, get in line, light. get the food, and sit down and start eating. And then you're not stuck in this 15-minute line.
0: Then you have total, to really chit-chat.
7: Yeah, it's like, <laughs> here we are yeah. in line. Well, isn't this a yeah. lovely gathering? I, it's so festive. And it's, isn't it just marvelous, this does your wonderful wife,
0: party? Does she, does she, like, just stroke your hair to calm you down at these <laughs> things? She likes people. I bet you she's a socializer. She loves people. Yeah. See, my wife would love that party. We'd show up early for your scenario, and we'd be the last one there. They, we'd be locking the door. That's because my wife. Be-
7: but what about you?
0: No, You're I'm out. done. I talked all day. Just get me home. I don't even want to eat. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Just get me home.
7: But see, if they if, if they would like even all they would have to do is charge two dollars for this meal, and it would be easy for me to not go. <laughs> But it's free. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? Look at you. But is your
0: wife going to be there?
7: I guess so. Yeah. I haven't even given you her know the bad news. She Everybody doesn't even knows. know about it, yeah.
0: Everybody knows your plan, though. They're all going to know what you're doing now. They're all on
7: Nobody it. Nobody at BYU Broadcasting listens to this show. No. So I think I'm— I uh, think the I'm... big
0: dogs do. I just heard. R- Ooh. Yeah, eee! you're busted. Now you're telling me. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah. so you're dead. I'm, I bet you. everyone will be by the on that table by the food. And I don't even think it's turkey love.
7: I already have a bad reputation as the person who's always at the front of the line. It's very uncool. Well, it's, yeah. But whatever, it, I mean, I just I, I think if we could just be normal with okay, but each let other me point like like out. it's just like we're just normal coworkers. See, Why does it get weird?
0: But what's going to be weird at your table, just so you know. I'm just going to point it out so you notice I it. I spit when I talk. You do spit. A, B. I spit when I'm on the radio. But you're done. You're done before everyone else, so then you have to sit there awkwardly.
7: No, I don't. Yes, you do. I get up and split.
0: No, there's a certain amount of time you owe the company because they gave you food. There's a, it's like a value proposition.
7: <laughs> I'm there. too backward to know these things. No, I don't know these unwritten this. rules. <laughs> the, the best thing about being married, I think, is you finally found someone you can have a comfortable silence with.
6: Hmm.
0: That's good. We just got a thumbs up from Christian on that.
7: Comfortable silence. He's not
0: that's he's on his third marriage. He's
7: having a comfortable silence right now. Yeah. I is. want I'm comfortable enough with you, Matt. I think you and I could have a comfortable oh, silence sure.
0: right now. Should we try it? How long can we go silent before like the whole system shuts down? Before
7: the automatic uh-huh. music kicks in. Yeah, how long I is that? I don't remember. Let's, Let's test. Try it. it. Oh, see, you sniffed. You, you, you flinched. I won the chicken. I won the chicken. Oh, the, oh were we <laughs> talking about looking at each other. Chicken. Yeah, we
0: can't look at each other either. It's like, la, la, la. <laughs> you know, that's true, though. There's that awkward silence. So, Christmas must really bug you because there's a lot of parties. You got to go to your church one, your work one.
7: I don't get invited
0: your to. Your parolees party. <laughs> You got to get to all of them.
7: I don't get invited to parties, Matt. Yes, you do. No, it's well known that I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go anywhere. It's not. I'm not a popular man to begin with.
0: Don't you and Don go to? Don't you have like a through the garage door party? No, you don't. No. You we got, take. You, I take my you, why? team. Why? You guys have one? Yeah, I take them See, out.
7: See, I haven't been invited.
0: Well, I take them out, but we don't sit together. <laughs> we all just sit at different booths. Take them to D's. <laughs> <laughs> no waiting. No lines. Worst holiday ever. Was it, uh, I think it was Christmas, we were going to go out to a really nice smorgasbord.
7: Nobody uses that word anymore. Mm-hmm. Everybody, It's a buffet now. No, it's a smorgasbord. So it was Norwegian food. There was... A smorgasbord is a buffet of Norwegian Yeah. Food, it, and nobody eats that.
0: There were Swedish fish there. <laughs> yeah, for dessert. So I'm calling it Norwegian. Um, smorgasbord, okay. Smorgasbordish. Um, and we decided to wait a little later because we didn't want to be in the, the thick of it all. So we waited till about six and we got there, place closed. Ooh. So where do you eat then?
7: This was Thanksgiving Day.
0: This was Christmas Day.
7: Oh so previously. You There was nowhere to eat. You except Denny's. go home and pour yourself a bowl of Cheerios. We were in
0: a we were at a condo without food. Nothing. We ended up going to a Chinese market.
7: There you go. What I wanted to do on Thanksgiving was go to a Chinese buffet. But even they know now that they're supposed to close on yeah. Thanksgiving. You know, there's there's hotels with buffets. Those are 59 bucks. Yeah, a pop. Yeah, no. That's not happening.
0: No. Why? When D's, you can go to Dee's.
7: Dee's is 8 was, bucks a pop.
0: Was it a buffet?
7: No, no. Is, I did have the turkey loaf, though. Did you? With with bottled gravy powdered <laughs> gravy
0: what did the missus have
7: she had the wings and one of my boys had a french dip and one of my boys had a half pound d burger yeah so i was the only one that was in the spirit of thanksgiving i was the only one that had gratitude in my heart for was all of the bounties that life did they all offers. look at you like
0: dad you're ruining this
7: no it was cool
0: did you hear what i did I do. Have know. you been listening to our show? I I walk 10 miles. I do miles. this thing called radio. I mean, I yeah, yeah, you got a show. I don't listen to the radio. I was, I walked 10 miles. On um, Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving
7: Day. Beautiful weather. Why did you walk 10 miles? Because you were looking for a Chinese buffet?
0: No, we were doing a family walk. Why? We did too. Did you? Was yours 10 miles uphill, both ways?
7: Pretty much. We used to have this tradition of hiking up m- uh, memory growth. yes. Is it called Memory yeah. Grove now? Uh, we we hiked up Memory Grove after we ate. Really? All the way up. See, we
0: ate, we hiked before and then we stuffed ourselves. That with, was probably with spooky. a home cooked meal. No D's.
7: Home cooked. Well, no
0: disrespect to D's. No, no. Hey, I loved it. It was good. Did you get the senior discount? I
7: not yet, not yet. Still, still waiting for that. No, I, I we might go to D's again
0: next year. I like I that tradition. A place
7: that's open with no line. And doesn't cost fifty nine dollars. Well, I think that's going to be. A I strongly recommend it.
0: When your sons get married, because none of them are married, right? Neither. No, are. No. When they get married, there's three of them, right? Three. One's in the Philippines. Okay. When they're married, your daughters-in-law are going to want a tradition. Uh, I mean, even the walking will be great, but the D's they probably won't tolerate, because they could go to their families and yeah. have a real meal. Yeah. Um, I mean, a real traditional.
7: Well, thing. I mean, like we're not doing Christmas this year. I mean, we're not even going to do gifts. I mean, can we just like just relax and worship the uh, reason. Yeah, the season. you know, the Savior and His birth and not get caught up in this mandatory, obligatory <laughs> gift giving fiasco uh for one year. See, because we're in that beautiful no man's land yeah. between having little kids and having grandkids where we're not beholden to anybody. Yeah. We don't have to do any. We're, no Christmas tree, nothing. But, and we don't have to. Be, but once we start having grandkids, yeah, yes, you we'll have to game. start
0: doing. But I'm saying right now you ought to start ramping it up. Because I have a feeling it's going to take you a few years. <laughs> to ease back into it. <laughs> to get a tradition back. Oh. If I told you that Walmart was going to have D's coupons where I, the meals were $4 each, <laughs> would you have gone to Black, Black I Friday, not. Walmart? I, and then... A few
7: years ago, I used to still be kind of interested in Black Friday deals, and now I'm just out. I'm completely out. And I think it's turned into a thing. Yeah. Black Friday is now a thing. Yeah. It's where like another holiday. People go to—I think we've talked about this before—people don't go to football games to watch— the. who's the winner they go to football games to be around thousands of other people screaming in that press of humanity really satisfy something deep inside of us we need to run with the wolves we need to run with the pack and Black Friday is one of those things now where number one (laughs) look it's competition I'm going to sleep outdoors for a week to save $100 on a TV number one and number two the reason I'm going to do that is because I'm going to win this game it's a competition I'm going to be the one to get there's only 10 TVs at $100 off I'm getting one and I've won that competition number one number two it's that innate need to run with the pack and Mm. this is what everybody else is doing that's what the pack's doing everybody else is doing I gotta do it because they're something's happening something big is happening and I've gotta be a part of that and it, it, saving the 100 bucks on the TV really takes a back seat to just that,
0: that, that voracious animal. need yeah. to
7: just be with people. And we're just slobbering on each other. You well, know? and
0: like fighting. That, you know that's where mixed martial arts was born. <laughs> yeah,
7: it's on
0: black Friday. black Friday. That's why yeah. they call it Black Friday because black eye. Yeah. You know? I, you, that's an interesting theory.
7: Oh, I'm, I think it's past being a theory. I'm sure it's a fact at this point. It's a fact. Really? Thing. Black Friday's a thing.
0: Have you validated your point yet? I mean, have you done I, research? We don't validate around here. Right. Yeah. Why? When you can just Free say it parking, and, act and state it as a fact. If you just state it as a fact. I don't have opinions.
7: It's a fact. Not, I only have facts at my disposal. You should know that about me by now.
0: <laughs> you, um, wow. You hate small talk.
7: And Black Friday, you know Black that they're Friday's having small talk, chit those lines. No, I don't and think there's any. No, nah,
0: I don't know. I think it's pretty ugly. Too much. Uh, I don't think you look at people, because if it's like the war you're describing, no eye contact. you don't look at people.
7: You get in military operation. You show your, you your get weapon. In,
0: you show your stuff. You get out. Yeah, you get Maybe. Boy,
7: it's kind of a down. It's route. not about saving money anymore. There's I like no your way. idea
0: of just, you know, celebrating the season. I'm I trying.
7: Here. I mean, it's, it, you know, obviously traditions and trappings of the holidays makes it easier to get into a groove. Yeah. Uh, and I, hey, people call me a Scrooge. I love a traditional Dickensian Christmas with all of the trappings. You like it. I've been to Christkindl Marks in Germany and and the Christmas store in rotenburg der Tower. And if it's just like this drippingly ornate, Magical wonderland. I mean, I'm, I'm, that's as magic to me as anybody.
0: But, but don't make you talk to somebody. But
7: to go halfway into it, I mean, do you know, to put up a plastic tree, what's the point? Uh, You know, a real tree is great, but it costs a ton of money. Yeah. Well, we're and then killing. it's just a mess. And yeah. then how do you get rid of it? Okay, so we'll get a plastic tree. But why? Why <laughs> am I putting this plastic thing that is like it's See, in my basement 11 months of the year. Now it's this dusty thing up in my living room. And it's this nightmare. And there's nothing more depressing than the afternoon of December
0: 25th. Oh, yeah. That's just a take, bad day.
7: There's, that's all I got. There's nothing left for me. Yeah.
0: That's why you get, we leave that day. We go on a trip that day.
7: Yeah. Right after we get and out you're of sitting town, in the, get out the, of Dodge. the airport for a week.
0: No, we just drive. We go somewhere. We usually go stay at our place in Saint George and just get away.
7: I love Christmas trees, but we don't do it anymore because it's just—it's I'm just too pragmatic. Yeah, I'm See, too cheap to buy a real tree, and the fake trees. I look at them and
0: I go, "This is—that's just okay." You know what the answer is, grandkids. When you start seeing it through the eyes of a nubile, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> little what's well, the
7: same as disneyland mm-hmm. yeah you you got some then 7 year olds in. to take to disneyland it's a kick
0: see you're back then
7: standing in lines is i mean you have to right? you'll sell
0: your hot rod i bet no that's to take not your happen. kids to disneyland that's and your grandkids and um i'm excited to meet the misses at the party we're just going to hang out i've got i wanted to show her some pictures from my last trip can, will
7: we have a comfortable silence? Can we just? Can we have? Maybe no. I should put up a sign no. on the table. This is the comfortable silence table. <laughs> Please don't make eye contact. Or you know try, what? Or expect fake, any chit-chat. fake a
0: throat sore throat.
7: I can do that. Just say my throat hurts. Yeah, I, it's, I've been on the air all afternoon. Man, you're kind of a Scrooge. I'm I'm the post I'm the, post-redemption the I'm post redemption Scrooge. I'm not the pre redemption. Yeah, you're Scrooge. The, yeah exactly. I'm the you've been redeemed. God bless us, everyone. Yeah.
0: You just, but don't I'm sincere talk. About But don't it. talk to me.
7: I'm sincere about it. It's <laughs> good. Mark Christmas wait. is great.
0: You did it. Amazing.
7: It's over. You're done with me? You're tossing
0: me aside once again? Next. Mm-hmm. Moving him out. <laughs> Mark wait, go check him out uh, behind the garage door. Through the garage through door. Through the garage door and over the woods through the door. To grandmothers. I, I, that name doesn't flow. I'm not crazy about it either.
7: I didn't pick it. There goes the guy right now who picked it. Oh, boy. Don't
0: line Don't let him hear Mark Waite, you're the best. Thank you so much. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back right here on the Matt Townsend Show on BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. We're wrapping up today's show about small talk. And we thought we would do that by, I guess, taking a little bit of a quiz. Is that what we're doing? Sort of. It's more uh, like a, were you listening? I am the master of small talk. Yep. I have mastered it. A, don't like it. B, am a professional. Ask me any question about small talk.
1: How long can you fake? How long can you fake it? Twelve hours. Really?
0: Yeah. That's when I had my breakdown. On. when so you're like, it's fine. I don't like you. I don't like you. I'm yeah. gone. Yeah. I don't, Finally, I, don't I just had care. to go to my room and just watch some episodes on Netflix.
1: Oh, man, the autoplay option, mm. 20 seconds seems like a long time. Yummy. It's not that long.
0: That's uh, 12 hours is about the, the limit.
1: That's your limit. All right, well.
0: What's the real time? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, it's 12 it's, hours. It's For anyone else. Uh, you know, that depends, too, on your abs.
1: I can do, um, I was not, um, did not see that coming. Your
0: out. core, I like to call it core. If you've got a good core, you can go longer than 12 hours if you've got... Not-so-great like, court. Like, this
1: conversation yeah. is tanking. Um, yeah. Hey, check out my abs. Yeah. You yeah. like those obliques? Yeah. Worked on them for when weeks. When in
0: doubt, point out the abs. Or abs, singular, whatever you've got working. <laughs> Work with what you got. All right. <laughs> Good. These are easy.
1: No. Um, so when you're... Okay, Matt, What what is the protocol when you are introducing a third person?
0: Do I know them? You know both both parties. I say... Honey, this is that guy that did that one thing. That remember that one time I told you about him and he was great. So there he is.
2: Then do you say that guy this is honey?
0: And then honey, guy, this is my I wife re- Marty. I hope you don't do that. Uh, no, nah, cuz I know her. I know her name.
1: That actually like my reaction on the inside is like like a uh, <sighs> Rage vomit kind of mix like you're when angry. someone's like, "Hi Bryce, this is Stacy. Stacy Bryce Bryce Stacy," and I was like, "I'm yeah, get right here what, but that's for that." What, yeah,
0: that's but that don't, that's right to say. You just is can it I, right? You can we say stop it. You say, "May I introduce you to the most lovely person in my life, my beautiful wife, Marty? Marty, this is Bryce."
1: You said Marty, Marty,
0: Marty, my my wife Marty, and then I I signal to Marty Marty. This is Bryce. I don't know. I think a we should wonderful just, producer that does the rants on our show on the Matt Townsend show. I kind of
1: wish we could just like point each other, be like you, Bryce, her, Marty, her, and you. then just like throw up a cape and just like whoosh, disappear. Yeah, it doesn't work that doesn't, way. Doesn't? There think are that no would capes. Just so you know. appropriate. This is fun.
2: Well, I think it's fun too to introduce, like I don't know, include something about someone because it does make it boring yeah. if it's like I'm not going to remember your name, like but this, I remind, might remember that you're this dude or
0: like this is this Hannah. Name. Let me just practice it. Hannah, or, Vi- or Victoria, this is Hannah. Hannah's the one with that big eagle tattoo on her back. Mm-hmm. And um, this is Victoria, who showed up halfway through the show.
5: Hi, Victoria. Nice to meet you. Hi, Hannah.
1: It's
0: like you're it's like you're ruining the first impression
1: for someone. Did that work? Yeah, like, that so, was well, I, I could wait for you to mess it up, or I could just mess
0: it up for you. Yeah, sometimes it's more fun to mess it up for them. Christian wants in on this.
3: If you do that to people, they will never be friends.
0: Exactly. Thus ending chit-chat. That is how you effectively end chit-chat. It seems like
1: the ultimate goal of Matt's small talk is to end all
0: small talk.
5: <laughs> is it polite to say something rude about someone when you're introducing them? No. No.
0: Unless you don't want to talk to them. That seemed again. like a loaded question.
5: Well. <laughs> like, is
1: it mean to smack someone in the forehead for no apparent reason? No, that would be rude. It's like, that is actually rude. Like, If well, they deserve they, it. There you well, go. It just Small seems talk's just be
5: like Matt's way. Like, usually if I'm like, Bryce, this is Hannah. And then when Hannah walks away, I'll be like, yeah, she's that one girl that did that one embarrassing remember thing.
0: Remember that one girl that did that one thing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then it's like, Bryce will remember Hannah, but
5: Hannah has no idea why.
0: You know what? What if you just say, This is Hannah. I'll talk to you later about her. Hannah, this is Bryce.
2: We're just trying to tell you, Matt, that sometimes when you introduce people, it's rude. Okay. Basically, is this another interview? You're rude.
0: <laughs> um, okay. I don't like the girls today. They're being rude.
1: Hey, you asked for. <laughs> you asked for. I think we've only hired. I think we went through a period of time where we only hired girls for like
0: yeah for some reason, they were like six stay. months.
1: granted, Once there we're, were only dudes. We had a lot of dudes here, which wasn't that great. um, but the
0: chit chat was wonderful. <laughs> Don't you remember among all the dudes? Remember when we would just sit there in the meeting, and no one would talk. And we'd just sit there. It was great. it was quiet. It was a thing of beauty and that girl started coming, which and we now, love. We love you,
1: and now things smell infinitely better. oh, so
0: much better. <laughs> And then Hannah teaches us about how to get married.
1: You know the worst small talk, or at least for me? Prison. That someone, well, this is a weird one. Prison small talk, that. the worst. Like, so, you're in prison, huh? Like, um. <laughs> are uh, you innocent too?
0: <laughs> yes, I am.
1: You no, know, what I what I really don't like is when people are like, oh, so have you read any good books lately? I'm always like, I'll just label no. myself as... Uh, oh. Illiterate scum And walk
0: away Oh no, yeah You just say You know what No I can't read
5: <laughs> what? Well, what kind of question is that Like what I are don't they,
0: know Why someone
1: what would
5: are they be gonna like gonna Oh let's make some
2: that?
0: small like, talk
5: yeah, Hey uh,
3: books
0: Yeah
2: Well and welcome to college What's your name What's your major Where are you from And like you're going to remember Any what of it What was
0: your SAT score
3: My least favorite small talk ever Has got to be When you're single And you go home for Christmas So are you dating anyone No Everyone hates me <laughs> Thank you
0: yeah, see, that's embarrassing. Or when you're married and they're like, any kids coming along?
3: Oh. <laughs> no. You
1: know what's nice about being single? What? No kids.
0: What, uh, so what, when somebody says, hey, you, are you dating anyone? What do you, What's the... Uh, I just go, yeah,
1: and then I don't say anything. Yeah,
0: but you, I've, you've done that with us, and that was awkward.
1: Mission accomplished. Okay. The sure. more awkwardness I can achieve, the better I've lived my life. At least I think so.
0: I'm not sure if we're helping people. No, okay, okay,
1: here's 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 what we're... We are providing the, bad, the opposite, the We've bad We've talked example. about the good
0: the entire show. Now let's talk about the we're, bad.
1: Really what we're doing is a big example of, you know what? No one likes small talk, but it's kind of what we have to do. So, so buck up, deal with it, and yeah. ask someone about the and weather. Get off my back.
3: That's sort it. of like a, a litmus test for crazy people.
0: Keep going, Christian.
3: So if you have small talk with someone and they make it through, and you make it through, neither of you are crazy, and you can continue talking. But if all of a sudden they're like, oh, look at the scar on my back, and then they pull up their shirt, it's time to run away.
5: You're like, yeah, you're not my friend. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've noticed.
0: Yeah. That's
1: actually someone who's incredibly racist can't keep it out of their small talk. So So
0: then that's, a, that's part of the test. It's about 15
1: seconds of small talk. If they can get through that, chances are, probably not a horrible person
0: interesting or they've just been to school and classes or they listen to the matt townsend show and they know how to get through 15 minutes or 15 seconds
3: or 12 hours
0: or 12 hours then you give up good stuff see chit chat It works it's good okay and again again hannah this is hannah the wonderful wonderful person that dates james and the giant An- peach angelic Angelic, and this is Victoria, who most of the time shows up on time for the show. Most of the time. Sometimes. Oh, that, that was, bad. Matt. was that, that was bad? Oh. oh, Victoria's giving me the eye. Like, no, like, no, I thought it that was wasn't good. it. Okay, well, we'll be back tomorrow. Um, everybody, go home, practice your chit chat, and uh, you know, it's just talk, you guys. You can just talk.
3: Watch out for crazy people.
0: Thank you. That's a great point from Christian. That's probably Christian's last show appearance. (laughs) Because he just, he normally does the morning show.
1: And his final line,
0: look out for the crazies. Yeah. Which is solid advice. It's interesting. He had a whole theme of crazies today. Anyway, this is the Matt Townsend Show. We'll be back tomorrow with more fun talk, more solutions to get you through this crazy thing called life. Thanks for listening to us right here on BYU Radio.